Welcome to Keeping Athena Company. Right, my name is Athena Kavenu. I'm a stand-up comedian, I'm a writer, podcaster, you two know that already. Uh, yes. And I'm also a parent, and being mm. a parent is lots and lots of fun, and I'm having a great time, but I do occasionally crave adult conversation and company. So I tempt people over to my mum's kitchen with plantain, <laughs> hydration, conversation, and baby! Yeah. So everything we love. <laughs> so welcome to my kitchen of Keeping Athena Company's first, because I've got two of you in. Yes. Fatih, oh, I forgot. Fatih El Ghori. Yeah. Is it El Ghori? It's El Ghori. Yeah. So that's, what, that's what I thought. Am I going to get El Ghori? And Estemanito. Yeah. Otherwise known as one and a half Arabs. Yeah. yeah. That's what we So I love. So I love your sketches so much on Instagram and Facebook. Oh, um, they make me laugh. So I was like, oh, I don't want you individually anymore, no. ever. <laughs> I only want if there's if I see you on the street and you're just on your own, I'll ignore you. I, I only I will only accept you together. But how are you? Yeah, fine. Yeah. Good, sorry, I'm munching. Yeah, I just eat um, rude. It's, I love it's not rude. It would be rude not to eat. I'm going to eat, but after we... Uh, because, yeah, mm, I don't want to be like... Oh, 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 oh. It's no. bad enough speaking Arabic, innit? I don't, <laughs> I don't mind if you get that dry mouth. I have this thing. So being... Because I've got Caribbean, Indian, and Ghanaian heritage, I've got this thing about hospitality. Yes. Oh, oh, my God, I've got Arabs coming around. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 am I going to be hospitable enough? Because I'm you Well, I was going to bring you a full-blown sheep, mate. I'm telling you. <laughs> Yeah, slaughter much. it in the garden. It's a bit much. Yeah. No, you've done well. Have I done no, well? No, you have done well. Right, and well. thank you for having us in your home. Yes, That's thank right. you. So you can ask me how are you? You can answer it together or individually. What would you prefer? I'm good. I mean, we've started doing a bit more stuff, which has been cool. Yeah. And we're both carrying on doing individual stand-up. But the mm. sketch stuff has been good. And how did it start? Sorry to interrupt. How did the sketch stuff start? I don't know. I can't did remember. It? I can't remember. <laughs> the era. It just existed. We were just, just like, hilarious. Yeah, because we... I think there's loads of things that happen and like being Arab and so there's loads of things that happen and obviously females as well and me being visibly identifiable and Esther well she's got the eyebrows exactly and the hair and the hair don't forget the hair I think that was part of it so there's lots of things that we see that happen to us things people say to us because we're Arab but I think it's the fact that we are so different because obviously I'm half you're fully Moroccan but we're both British but you're yeah. practicing Muslim I'm not religious yeah so it was the fact that we would the reaction to us would be so different because obviously it's not until I say that I'm Arab so no one ever really sees me coming right yeah. but with Fataha it's a lot more um obvious but you kind of get stereo well you kind of get shoved in with being just Muslim and not yes. really referred to as being Arab so there's that yes. so we thought I don't really know how it came about that we started doing sketches but we started doing more and more banter, I think, just between us. And then we were yeah. like, maybe we need to start filming this and yeah. putting to the sh- content out there. To show also, like, you know, like our, the, the, our, our experiences as Arabs, in our, our, like, things that happen at home as well as things that happen to you in, I don't know how to say this, in like, the, on the comedy circuit in the Western culture, the way people yeah. perceive you and stuff like that. And I also have, like, a massive issue because I'm, like, I'm North African, because yeah. I'm Moroccan, but I'm also Arab. 
Yeah. So the Africans say to me, you're not African because you're not black. And then the Arabs are like, you're not African, you're not Mor- you're not Arab because you're from North Africa. So I'm torn. And then British people are like, you're Muslim. Yeah. Like, whatever. Exactly. And like the rest of it isn't relevant. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Muslim. People, yeah, people yeah. get really freaked out. If, you, if they can't put you into a box yes. and just tick that box, they get really freaked out yeah. by it. And I think not necessarily in a bad way, but just they get really confused by it. And it's that thing of saying, well, how can you say you're Arab and then you're not Muslim? It's like, well, I'm not yes. religious and I'm not gonna yes. I'm not gonna use a religion to identify with when I don't believe in God. But then there'll be um, also between us, you know, how can you two get along? Well, I drink and mm. I'm not religious, you're religious. And it, it's a nice way of showing how in the Middle East, those groups do rub along. Yeah, yeah. and they get, get along know. fine. There's a real mythology about the Middle East, about how it's just this uniform kind of like, you must not drive, you mm. must not do this, you must not do that. And it's like people go to Dubai on holiday three times a year. Yeah. And it's like, where is Dubai? So there's yeah. obviously some kind of misinformation. Yeah. And and yeah. what's interesting is that's not to say there aren't states in the yeah, Middle East where these yeah. things happen. Yeah. Uh, can we just talk, so you're Moroccan. Yes. Yeah. And what's your heritage, just for the purpose of the podcast? Um, I don't know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. Don't listen, man. I'm not a snitch, but I should be. I could just coax people to my house and yeah, call the could. home office. Do they pay? Probably not. <laughs> you could strike a deal with them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> got, got someone for you. <laughs> I'm British Lebanese. Okay. And what kind of things happen to you both on the circuit, which which kind of reflects the way you both your your appearance and the way it's been perceived? You, you look at me like you've got t- so many stories. <laughs> oh uh, this podcast needs to be half an hour, so just bear that in mind. I think the word Arab still scares people. Yeah. Mm. So, so the force. Yeah, it's kind of like saying I'm the word. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of like going up on stage sometimes and saying the word Arab is almost like getting up on stage and saying, "I am a murderer." <laughs> but no not even that just like al- almost like the reaction sometimes where people are going you know is that real is that a real thing I does think, that really exist I don't I think for you it's more like that because because they don't they can't physically identify you as that so yeah. it's more shocking I don't have I don't have that um issue because they see me straight off but then the issues I have is that people are like are you a character act is this real? Yeah. That was Megan Mead that said that. It is a character, then, actually. <laughs> she just puts, she just puts Sometimes it. when you're really foul mouth, I think this isn't a real person. If <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen for Tinder on stage, you do like, you do take it places. I'm like, well, girl. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I do like, you know, I, I do it towards, to cater to the audience. So if I'm yeah. doing a Muslim crowd, I ain't doing that. No. So it's called clean and halal, do you yeah. know what I mean? But like, halal means permissible in Islam. So like, um, for the people that might not know, yes, <laughs> I know yeah. you're. I know you're up on your stuff. I try. Just... I know you're halal and haram. Yes, yeah. so haram is forbidden and halal is okay. And that's that's <laughs> the extent of my knowledge. So please don't assume anything else. That's it. <laughs> so um, so yeah, like I'm like yeah. From you have to cater to your audience. So yeah, because there is. I am. I am loud. I am like I don't take nonsense and things like that. So that that is my personality. So I bring that across whether I'm swearing or not. So even in the halal ones, I bring that across do as well. Do you feel like when you do that, you're subverting an audience perception? Um. What do you mean in like, like by so, not swearing? Or? Well, there's a there's a ma- so I have a big thing about the perception of the position of wo- women in Muslim societies. Yes. If I go to a doctor yeah. and that doctor's a woman, that doctor is more than likely to be a Muslim woman. All right. Okay. So oh, really, well, what I mean is, is like this idea that women are inherently impressed in oppressed in Muslim societies mm. is rubbish because 
actually in high high achieving women in Western societies tend to be of Muslim heritage. That's right. actually a fact. Yeah, yeah. Um, but their perception is docile, quiet, henpeck, so to speak. I'm so do you, do you, yeah. yeah. So do you do you find that when you're uneducated? Is... So you're saying, <laughs> Shut your mouth. She's definitely challenging that stereotype of Muslim, Muslim women being educated. She's she's, she's going to get poked with this. Then that's that's, that's <laughs> like. That's like a way to fight injustice. Like, I'm yeah. just not going to go to school. I'm not going to be a doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, why should I be a doctor? Like, yeah. why, why can't I fight the stereotype? Exactly. I'm like, Mum, you want a doctor? Hell no. I'm going to be a lipstick model, okay? <laughs> lipstick and then she's like, Fatiha, off with your head. But no, that's, let's leave that for They don't mean it. <laughs> no. They don't mean it. No, that just means I love you. Yeah. <laughs> that's how we say I love you. Um, so, yeah, going back to your question. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to smash the stereotypes and I want people... I want people to make people think twice and to change their way of, way of thinking, you know, to question stuff, not just to assume. Do you know what I mean? Um, and how did you two meet? Did you meet before comedy? No. no. Oh, because I comedy. thought you might have been friends before comedy. No, no I still can't be friends with her. Baby <laughs> and your plantain. <laughs> I have to give her plantain to keep her quiet. She's gonna <laughs> I love it. When, in two oh, years' time, when this could. In two years' time, health visit is like, why did your child weigh fifteen stone? And I'll be like, we well, had this podcast. <laughs> I need this to be quiet. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah. So fresh friends. So do you remember when you first met? I saw you at GMB. So did I. So and I was like, oh, for God's so sake. So was I. <laughs> so here we go. Somebody thinks she's. Uh, <laughs> Oh, no. I, did you, was it the I want to be the only Arab in the village thing? Yeah. yeah. yeah, you're like, yeah. Another one? Yeah. I love totally that. that. I, honestly, that's so true. You want to be the only one. You're like, oh yeah. my God, they're just, we're really underrepresented. And then when, as soon as another one comes along, you're like, will you back? <laughs> and then they go on stage and do, do like Muslim Arab material. You're like, God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> that's what I got. Um, no, we, I, genuinely, I didn't feel. Because we're because we're so different, but I didn't feel that. I, I don't think I don't think there are anyone there's anyone on the circuit that is particularly similar in terms of talking about being Arabs. I think we've all got our own perspective, but yeah. um, we start we then did um, Arabs not funny. Yes, and then we kind of clicked from then. And I think because our <coughs> material's so different and our style's so different, I think yeah. that's what made us quite a good combination um, in terms of us being so different in in the way that we write comedy, in the way that we perform, in our beliefs, in our backgrounds, yeah. but then we're both kind of unified <clears throat> under this umbrella of what it is to be Arab. Do you hang out with each other outside of comedy? Yeah, we do. Yeah. You do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, you do, do you go to cinema? No, like, not really so much. We, like, we'll go, sometimes we go to Esther's house or she'll come yeah. to my work. Hang on a minute. Okay, then... what's going on here? Is there, is there food involved in this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They tried to feed me pork, you know. I'm like, are you mad, bro? Are you mad? That <laughs> That wasn't me, no. that was my infidel was that, husband. Was that you? He's like, do you want a sausage sandwich? I was like, oh my God. I was like, yeah, Neil. No, he, did it to wonder, he does it to wind up my, yeah. my family. No, he's, so. he's really nice. No, he's oh, really safe. That's just because, yeah, Esther, guy. you live with your dad as well, right? Is that correct? My dad's down the road. I actually stand my comedy that he lives with me, but my oh, dad's okay. down the road. Do you want me to cut that out? No, it's fine. Oh, that's okay. But he must come around a lot. Yeah, he's there that's every day. sweet. I think you kind of, re- it doesn't matter how long you're away from your parents, the moment you're back with them, you do revert to being 14 again. Yeah. In their eyes. Oh yeah, yeah. It's so, so true. It, I think it's even more stressful when you then have a child, but they know better for your child than you, and you're like, 
what 70s parenting are you yeah sure? exactly you know I mean? <laughs> really i don't have kids but i just see that i see that with my mum and my sister and her kids and that you're right it is like like my mum's my version of childcare is stick around the tv and, yeah. you know, and it's just like it's one in the morning <laughs> like, like put her to bed or something well they always play they, they forget they totally forget when they were bringing up kids so they're yeah. just putting they're, they're completely idolising that they were these perfect parents. So my dad will say things all the time like, you know, they do this because you don't do this. And I'm like, yeah. do you not remember when we were kids? I remember, you know, not being able to cope with that. Or, yeah. My mum would say things like, well, you watched TV when you were a kid. <clears throat> like, yeah, in 1984, when there was three channels, yeah. there was about half an hour of kids' TV. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, now there's like, there's literally you porn literally... on preview. Yeah. Yeah. She cannot get used to being about the TV yeah. because one day she's going to start pressing buttons and then she's going to watch something awful. Yeah. And I'm going to have to explain this all to a counsellor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what kind of things does your mum say to, to, to your sister about your nieces? So she's just like, like yesterday we was at her house, went to her house, and um, my little niece decided it would be a good idea to start twerking. And my mum was like, oh my Allah, what is this? What Tomorrow you wear niqab. And I was like, what is... Niqab is a face I wear. Know, I don't think you can still twerk like, in that. Like, <laughs> that's what I mean, isn't it? She's like, you, tomorrow you start praying and niqab, praying and niqab. And all this, and my mum says... How old's she, your niece? Seven. She's twerking at seven? <laughs> yeah. You should see the but, things they know. But it's... <laughs> this is what scares about children because they... This one, like she's 11 months old, she knows, she sees a screen, she starts like looking at it, she's always pressing buttons on my laptop, so it doesn't take long for them to start to be able to consume content independently. Yes. Because, and yes. also that it's like monkey see, monkey do. Yes. Yeah. I've got a joke about how I, I, there were really cool monkey sayings about babies, but I can't use them. I was <laughs> <laughs> just like really annoyed. And my baby looks like a cheeky monkey, but it's like, oh, I can't use monkey. I can't yeah. say you're a cheeky little squirrel. Because they are so oh. like chimpanzees. They look, but they're they literally are. like that. Like, I was saying that you earlier like when they cling on to you they're like these little like when you see monkeys in um documentaries and their little ones are just clung to their mums that's exactly as babies are that's it's the best way to describe them and i think that's why you feel so um like when you see little like chimpanzees and monkeys you, you're like oh my god because so it reminds you of that age when they just clung around and they you. look like little babies but i've also decided babies like puppies yeah. oh my they're god like, i never they... had a thing for do- i was not one for dogs at all then I have my son and my son looks he's like um, your one massive eyes big downturned eyes he looks like a puppy but, Labrador and, and they now, like puppies yeah. and now every time I see a dog I literally feel <laughs> those reactions <laughs> so I was literally there was um, when I was doing my Edinburgh show there was a, a girl doing her show and she had a dog with her so her boyfriend would bring the dog to meet her after her show and I was literally salivating over that dog because I miss my boy so much and everyone Ryan's like you're so weird and I'm like but he looks like a puppy it's a, it's a dog look at it but I never look cared for dogs you I never cared animals. I'd never yeah I'd never be like oh dogs I was always like ooh dogs and then the moment I had my son and because he literally looks like a Labrador so my one is most like a puppy when I'm feeding her because I'll be like eating my dinner my own business and she'll look at me like got some food look at your mum Mummy's about you. I know, she's trying to speak Bang for herself. Bang out order. Right. <laughs> I think it's really important to get as much plantain in your hair, up your nose it's, as possible. It's and on your mum, really on your mum and all. smear it round. Yeah, unless it's up your nose and all over your hair and in your eyebrows. You just don't oh, go and do a good job. Oh, thank you, thank you, Auntie Esther. This is, <laughs> this, is just, this is just what I need. Really this is smear just what it. I needed oh, you for. You.
So how do you guys fit comedy with what you do during the day? This is what interests me the most. You go first, Esther, because I'm eating. Go on. <laughs> well, I've just, I've handed my notice in, so Yay! I'm going to be... Yeah. Can I ask what you did? I was a teacher. Where you? What did you teach? Uh, media and film. So really? I'm, yeah, so I'm just working out my notice now. I think I've got 24 days of work left before I am a full-time comic. That's exciting. Mm. That's very exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, I just can't wait. And I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't do it anymore. I just can't do children, gigging at night, and teaching. I yeah. was on the verge of just kind of going a bit mad. And also, because my teaching days were Thursday and Friday, and they're obviously your main gigging days. Mm. So I was doing mental things, like mm. Cardiff Glee, and then getting a train at 4am and going straight to school and teaching. Oh, I've done that, yeah. yeah. And awful. you're just like, it's, it's too much. And then you get in... And then you've got to do the kids, sort them out, get them bathed, get them showered. And then you go out and gig on a Friday. So come Saturday, I was just like, I feel really sick, really, really sick. And my husband was like, "Uh, because you're exhausted and that's why you're really nauseous. And and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I think we need to take this a notch down. Uh, Fatty, you're looking very fresh-faced. That's obviously not the case. You're managing things a lot better. This is prayer, mate. Prayer. (laughs) Prayer does this. this. (laughs) She always says this. She always says this. Uh, so I work in, the, I do an admin for a university okay. in the, so I do nine to five. I don't, I do 10 to six, but I do Monday to Friday. <laughs> I you say 10 to four. <laughs> She's like, I do an hour. <laughs> so yeah, 10 to six, Monday to Friday, and then I gig four or five nights a week. And what are your ambitions for one and a half hours? Because like, I see French and Saunders. I, I love see... it when people say that. We get told that a lot, brown yeah. version of French and Saunders. Yeah, yeah. we do. But um, even like, but even totally different because what's interesting about your sketch comedy is that it's very, um, it's very set in the real world. Um, so it's almost like you take something that's happened and then you recreate it into like a meme or something. Yeah. So it's yeah. even funnier than that because it's like highly re- uh, relatable. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. It's not, yeah. Like, I don't, it's not like surreal. Or yeah. Like that. I think. Um, Thank I don't you. That's know. really kind. That is really kind. Sorry, go on. I think I don't know. I think we'll just. Um... I'm being hospitable. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll just see. I don't think I don't think there's any point having goals in life. So, <gasps> Ooh, interesting. Let's yeah. talk about that. So you don't think there's any point in having goals? What should no. you just lay around and like smoke weed and just like do nothing? That'd be amazing. <laughs> that's no, it's a lovely philosophy. Let's talk more about that. Mm. Not to not have goals. You can have aspirations, but I think um, you shouldn't set anything that's going to make you unhappy. I'd like I don't think I think by having goals and setting expectations, positive or negative. Yeah. So I don't believe like. It, you find that a lot of people that are not motivated tend to be because they believe they can't do it or they don't want to try and, and fail. Try everything, but just enjoy what you're doing. Try everything, enjoy it, and then don't have any expectations. Don't think this oh, isn't going to work okay. and don't think it is going to work. Whatever's going to be will be. It's kismet, Arabic for Kismet, all the crack. <laughs> like the, like the Irish like do it for the crack. Yes. Yeah. 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 And what, so what's the definition of kismet again? Fate. Fate. Okay. Yeah. That's not quite doing it for the crack. No. <laughs> but it means you know it, it's just it's fate. It will be, it'll be what will be. And I think if we're if you're enjoying something, do it. Of course, take every opportunity. But there is absolutely no point because most of the time, <clears> if you look <throat> back at life a year ago, for most people, they'll say, "Oh, I never thought this would happen. This would yeah. happen. This would yeah. happen. I never saw it coming." So you can't plan for things. Oh, that's I I agree. Uh, I totally. I've got the same, I sort of do the same thing. I just go and do my gigs and then people book me and then I just do it without... When I first started comedy... And then other opportunities come up from that. But when I first started comedy, I think I did have goals and it made me really unhappy. 
it made me really unhappy because you start can you sit there and you start going well everyone else is this or they're getting signed by agents I'm not getting signed this is and it makes you really unhappy and the moment I just sat back and was like do you know what what will be will be and just put everything into my actual performance mm. it started to take off a lot more I kind of say take a bit from both so I always set about three or four goals every year and they're quite like tangible goals mm-hmm. um, and they were only ever to for me <clears throat> at the end of every year to say should I keep doing comedy? Uh, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Okay. So it's like, if I haven't progressed further, if I'm not capable of doing this, if I'm not creatively competent enough, should I just quit and go back to my day job? Because I won't lie, guys, I had a fairly lucrative day job before this. So yeah. it wasn't, you know, it was like, if I was going to do comedy, it had to be something that was a realistic career path for me. Yeah. But the other thing is, I think you have to make your own luck. So it's like, there are some things you can't plan for, but when those things arrive, you can be ready for them, mm-hmm. you know? Mm. So that's really interesting. Remember I was saying about the, about the podcast? Mm-hmm. Sorry, there's plantain mageddon on the floor. I'm so upset Do you want me to right pick now. it up? No, 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 you have to pick it up. This girl's going to pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> right, you get one more piece. That face on her says, no, I ain't. <laughs> you got one more Sorry. piece. There is one king Yeah, please watch, please watch the plantain on the floor. Um, but you make your own luck, I think. So what happens is you keep working, keep writing. You're not even looking at me. You're Sorry, not I am. No, 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 no. I know, but you said you the last thing you said was plantain mageddon. That was the last thing you said was plantain mageddon. We was listening. Anyway, as a creative in any industry, you make your own luck. So you keep working and keep just, and also be nice. Yeah. God, the amount of people who just aren't nice. Yeah. I don't mean be nice for a strategic thing, but just, it's such a privilege, I think, to be a performer. Yeah. So just be nice. And then when nice, when things happen, you're like, you're ready. Like you have the competency or the material or the confidence. Yeah, um, being nice. I agree with you. Sometimes you go to gigs and then there's there's these people that are professional art, like they're signed, they've been on TV and things like that. And then like, like other acts are performing and they're talking that they might be there to headline. And I'm like, this ain't on. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because I'm going to get up there and I'm going to do five minutes or ten minutes of just tearing you up. Yeah. Like, do you know why would you do and that? And everyone starts somewhere. Like, well exactly. done for you. Haven't been in the industry for twelve years. Exactly. Fatou yeah. is not very good at ass kissing. <laughs> I'm, I'm so she, d- she doesn't I'm care. She doesn't care what, you know? what you've done on TV. She's going to read you like a book. Who's the most famous person that you blanked? Um, she not, oh my God, I can't say she the name. Everyone. I'll tell you after the podcast. She, like, she would literally be like, you know this person? No, but she'll be like, you know this person? And I'll be like, yeah, they're really nice. Are you mad? Have you seen them? They're this, they're this, they're this. Then two weeks later, she'll be like, oh yeah, I performed with that person. They're actually really nice. I've got it wrong. And I'm like, I love the way of saying it's just having an off day or you know sometimes people before they go on stage they yeah. really are rubbish at communicating they can yeah. be really off and they can, can be, be in their zone yeah and you can yeah, think oh they're quite you'll see that and then she'll be livid and the next time she'll see them and they'll be off stage and she's like oh actually they were they were really nice they're really nice i'll take that back actually yeah i'll take that Freedom of speech. Freedom of speech, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my thing is this, any comedian that gets given restrictions on what they should say or do, who isn't happy with them, isn't a professional comedian. <laughs> no, because you go, you do people on the worst service. That's, that's, that, I know, that's, right? That's, I know, that's, that's terrible. That's my child going to Fina, stop being rude. <laughs> <laughs> that's your, that's that's your child putting restrictions yeah. on you. <laughs> <laughs> because if you a show for the like the BBC World Service, they will want to see your script. If you yeah. do a show for any, if yeah. you do a show for Buddy Comedy Central, they probably want to see your material. Yeah. And there are things you can't say, not because the world is unfair, but because they know their audience and your yes. job is to make the audience laugh. That's right. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And that's what um, 
yeah like i have a massive issue with this it's like oh i'll just get up and do 20 minutes about cussing islam and i'm like but you're number one you're not muslim yeah. number two that's rude yeah and number three i'm gonna whoop your ass <laughs> exactly. so do you know what and, i'm saying so why is it always why don't you just cuss religion in general yeah why doesn't anyone have to go to sikhs yeah you know what i mean what they do yeah, what they recently. yeah. <laughs> but no one's no one's having a go at like um, yeah. it's, those, it, it's really interesting <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what is so important? She's having a go have to now. say. Oh my gosh, she's. What is so she's important? Seen you have to say. Oh, you've seen you grandma. See these waveforms. It's just her voice going. <laughs> um, okay, let's round up on this because we spoke briefly about you work in a school. So, what age do you teach? Uh, 16 to 19 okay so oh okay that age that's a fizzy yeah, age that is a fizzy um, age that's a fizzy age um, what would you say like I always think about social media and mobile phones and kids especially because I've got one now again you're not looking at me anymore I know Both of you, just look at the baby <laughs> I know, that's I'm just trying to keep baby quiet while you talk <laughs> what's, what's the issue like do you have a big problem with like these kind of things at your school when you're teaching are they looking for you online and, oh well oh, what was that face <laughs> let's talk about that um yeah, I had some students from my school turn up at a show. <gasps> Uninvited. Yeah. Uninvited, and I didn't teach them, but they're at the school. Right. So, yeah, I've had... Just I've to had... they came specifically to see you. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, it's all... Uh, yeah, it's not ideal because right. um, of the age that I teach and the stuff that I talk about. So, that's partly why I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do comedy now. Um and also because I can't balance both of them. But I could keep doing it. I don't think the school really has a problem with it. No, people don't. In fact, I don't, I, but I don't feel massively comfortable. But there is, a, I think there is a huge thing of um, social media um, issues, like in terms of like mobile phones and that age group. I think it's, I think it's a real problem. With yeah. Because I think when you're, not, when you're immature, it's so easy to just think that things are um, not going to affect you in the long term. Yeah. And they don't have a real sense of consequence. And it's 16. permanence. It's permanence. Yeah. When you send those pictures and you take them, yeah. it's 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 ridiculous. And Fatio, how does like do your colleagues know you're a performer? Yeah, they know. When I did the Hackney Empire, they all turned up. There was oh. about a hundred people they... that I knew turned really? up. Really? Yeah. Oh. It was insane. And it, but it's a lot of pressure when it's people you know. Yeah. Because you're like, I don't mind if people don't like it because it's comedy subjective. Not everyone's going to like you. But if the people yeah. don't like but... you and you don't know them, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, this is if it. someone's yeah, walking home who say. I don't know goes. Oh, Oh, she was shit. I don't care. Yeah. But when your colleague's like, oh, that's yeah. nice. You're really <laughs> brave. You're and really yeah. brave for doing that. Oh, and that's the like, worst. Oh. Comedy's hard, isn't it? Yeah. And what I, I always say to my friends, don't bother watching if you're not a stand-up comedy fan in general. Yeah. Because some people think, oh, it's comedy, so it'll just make me laugh because it's supposed to be funny. But if you're not a stand-up fan, you might not understand like the laughter cues. Does that make sense? So yes. some people are like, oh, that was funny. But what they, what they mean is... Uh, this isn't what I do for entertainment. Yeah. yeah. You know, this isn't how I normally make myself laugh. They, and yeah. these people, I don't know what they normally do, but it's not stand-up comedy. And a lot of people, they might watch stand-up on Netflix, which is even worse, yes. because they're not, they don't have to laugh out loud. You yeah. just think, oh, you just nod your head. You yes. just nod your head and go, oh, that was funny. That was funny. So I definitely, you get to that stage, at the beginning, you want all your friends to come. And you get to a stage where your friends show up and you think, oh, don't come to this one. Yeah. I, would yeah. Have, I wouldn't have asked you yeah. to come to this yeah. one. I always yeah. do that. They're like, when are you performing next? I'm like, never. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, in three years' time. Yeah. The Apollo. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed. Oh, but obviously, you're not planning. So. Not planning. Um, so, what's. Um, I guess, like, comedy is a weird thing because it's kind of like you can always be on the cusp, like, forever. 
if that makes yes. sense. Um, yeah, and, so, and also, the other is success as well. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really kind of... But also, you can, you know, like, if you're, if we're going to... Because I'm, you know, firstly, I was thinking I'm more like Esten in terms of I just go with it kind of thing. But I'm also similar to you. I don't plan, but I have an idea of where I would like to go or end up. Yeah. But the thing is, sometimes you can reach that and, and still not be successful. There are people that have done Live at the Apollo. Do you see them now, ever, again? No. Do you know what I mean? There are some, or better still, you see people at Live at the Apollo, then you do a terrible gig like, you know, the next day, and they're there. And you go, what are you doing here? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. in this basement. This is famous, it. Right? You've made it. This is it. I know people who've done TV gigs and they still have their day job. Yeah. Uh, who kind of... What's the kind of... Um, uh, like, do you have any, like, Arab comedy heroes? Because I don't know that much about this. It's not big here. In no. the, in the so, US, it's big. But it's, it's a different type. Big circuit and were you, were you fans of that circuit or those comedians? I always liked Ahmed Ahmed, who's an Egyptian-American uh, comedian. Um, and I've always been fans of people that talk about their background because that's what I related to. So, like, Jeannie Ashiri, Shapi Kulsani, like, these were people that I watched and <clears throat> you just related to it. Yeah. So it was... Um, Ginny Shearer when she's talking about her mum it really resonated with me because I remember having such similar discussions with like family members but then there are other people you, you don't have anything in common with them you just find them you funny, funny. Yeah. 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 who did you find funny? I for me I like the old black American comedians okay so like, obviously like Eddie they, Murphy yeah, Bernie, Bernie Mac, Mac. Yeah, yeah like those are my favourites that comes out in your style you know oh really <laughs> you know Bernie Mac's got that famous no because he's got the famous I'm afraid of you motherfuckers oh. that's literally <laughs> you're afraid of no one <laughs> well do you that's remember that time we did a gig Esther and I didn't remember at the Royal Festival Hall and I wanted to destroy it and you were like fatty I don't because I really didn't like the promoter really pissed oh, me yeah. off and I was like I'm going to destroy this gig I'm going to go up there I'm going to speak Arabic for 15 minutes and she was like fatty I don't be so stupid and I'm like I don't care and I was all like by Allah I will destroy everything here she's just she's a liability I like, I like, it's an absolute liability and I everyone thinks because she wears the hijab and I'm the one that drinks and doesn't cover up they're like oh Esther must be the the you know the like loose cannon and she must be the subdued look and I'm like no she's mental and I'm always having to try and calm her down I like the fact you're just like always restraining her like, yeah. why don't you do the material about cats yeah. <laughs> why don't you do that they'll really like it man just do your normal just... jokes do not like, she was livid she's always livid I was going to destroy that night but I didn't when I went out there was 400 why people why were you livid let's finish on this why were they you were angry just, because they it was the promoter was messed up a couple of things and I didn't like it like and there was a couple of things I can't say too much but I can tell you no, off this I'll tell you after I've, yeah. yeah oh she was rubbing her eyes she was going to sleep well, when we're finished what a surprise <laughs> um, okay so like I guess we're going to wrap it up there because I've really enjoyed this conversation and there's, only two, there's only two pieces of planting yet which means oh, no. pretty much oh my god thank it, you so much it's yeah, thank you flat. for having you us. know when you get like when someone cooks on you haven't had for ages mm. oh. it reawakens it doesn't it that's nice that's what I do mm. I just like to because um, you're coming around for free so I've got to fill your bellies oh, and, mate. it's fine you know what thank you, know, you so much for having speaking us. on the word of free sorry to say sometimes like I'm not a picky one like you have to do like I want to do it number one yeah. but you can't always get sometimes it's just the way it goes the circuit you just have to well listen I was as soon as I saw you started seeing your sketches I was like I've got to have you so I'm so oh. pleased I'm so pleased you made it down I'm happy to come how, how can people find because I want everyone to watch your stuff so what's the best way to connect so with 1. you so 1.5 Arabs on uh, Twitter Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Yes. 
the decimal um, that's representation the decimal, yes. of yes. heritage. 1.5, yes. One and a half. One and a half. What's it's that? so funny, the amount of people that think Fatah is the half. Yeah. <laughs> <Which is, laughs> because she's, they're like, because she's not Arab, she's Muslim. I'm like, I love the way you think <laughs> being Muslim is a race. It's, um, and uh, as individuals, how, um, in case you get a divorce, people uh, are yeah. So Estimanito on everything. And mine's Fatia El Bori, oh, yeah. I think. Gorgeous. She's, she's, a, she's um... Oh, we got to wrap this up. She's crackhead, crackhead comedy. <laughs> She wants to eat the plantain off the floor, oh, and no. it's like, oh, oh she's gone. Not in front of company. Um, <laughs> right. Maybe fine, Baba. Esther and Fatia, thank you for coming. Thank, thank you for having, having us. us. Thank you so and much. And may, Allah, may Allah bless this podcast with uh, sustenance, whatever that means. Is she being real? Or is she taking a piss? <laughs> I don't know. What she's about. It sounds like she's taking a piss. He ain't up there sat there listening to. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine? Like he's. <laughs> Now, oh, now Fatia's on it. People, I'll get her some subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> so that was Esther Manito and Fatia El Ghori, otherwise known and known as one and a half Arabs. Aren't they fantastic? They make me laugh so much. Do find them on Instagram. Uh, you can find them at one point five Arabs, which is obviously. Um, shorthand for one and a half Arabs um, I love their content so much chemistry between them so funny so many witticisms so many great observations they do memes um, little videos little clips and pictures and stuff they're, they're brilliant and they're individual stand-ups as well so you can find them um, on their individual's pages websites and things like that to keep up with where they are performing I am a stand-up comedian too if you want to see me in real life you can check to see where I'm performing on my website if I update that and I think I will update it soon you can also see me for sure on Wednesday the 6th 16th of October, that is Wednesday the 16th of October, in King's Cross at a show called Library Laughs. It's called Library Laughs because we are raising money for a library in Accra. We we have the best acts. We have so many brilliant acts performing, um, including myself. <laughs> acts probably funnier than myself. I'm telling you, we've got a great lineup. So do check that out. The link for that show is in the description of this podcast. And you can also find out about that show on my social media feeds as well. And you will know that because I've been talking about Library Laughs a lot over the past few weeks. Anyway, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope if you listened to previous ones, you enjoyed the previous episodes. Please do what you normally do when you find a podcast you like. Share, rate, comment, tell your friends, tell your family, even tell your enemies, build bridges. I don't know, but whatever you do, your support means a lot. Thank you so much for listening and we will catch up next time.